the most, let's make a toast Shoot for the stars, 10 million gross Came from the cracks, call me D-Rose Getting it done, you already know Switch up the flow, can't ignore how I glow What's going on everybody? You're here with another episode of Big Talk with Leezy With your host, Leezy the Gifted I am super pumped for today's guest Today we have local business owner, longtime hooper, longtime friend, Max Lober Max, man, thank you so much. So Max is the uh, owner, founder of High Definition Barbershop and Salon uh, in Walnut Creek, and you just got an award. Yeah, yeah, we did, and thanks for having me on, man. Man, of course. Dude, it's been a long time coming. I'm just going to move the mic a little closer. Perfect. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Um, Yeah, it's been a long time coming to have you on. Yeah. The first time you said no. I did. (laughs) I said no because I was scared. I'm not very good at talking, I feel like, and... Just insecurity, you know. We all have them, and I, I'm not the type of guy that likes the center of attention. I don't really like putting myself out there like that. Um, but I think that's been a mistake and a flaw, and I'm trying to improve on that. You know, mm-hmm. just get myself out there more. Yeah. Hey, man. Step one is today, right here on this podcast. Yeah, here we it's are. Perfect. Big Leasy. Yes. <laughs> I'm juiced. Man. So, um, so tell me about the award you just won. I mean, you, I saw that on Instagram. You got featured in, yep. in a, in a public, in like a magazine or a paper. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, we won best barbershop, uh, in 2019 for Walnut Creek, uh, by Walnut Creek magazine. So, you know, it, it felt very, very good, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's just one magazine, one opinion. Um, yeah, we, we celebrated for a minute and real quickly just moved on and you know, back to working hard. Yeah. Yep. Talk, talk about like, okay, that's actually really interesting. When you say celebrated quickly, yeah. how long of the was the celebration? Um, we took a picture and <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was literally I, it. I thanked the guys. I think, I think for me it was an award more so for the other guys. Like uh, even the picture that I ended up picking, I'm not in the photo. Like these guys work so hard and all of the barbers that we have are so dedicated to the craft and being on time and doing all of the little things and just trusting me and my message and carrying that out to their daily routines and lives. And, um, yeah, I see it as an award for them more so than me because every single one of our barbers, like they just work so hard and they, they, they deserve all of the credit, you know? So, yeah, yeah, dude, a couple of big themes that I just picked up on, like number one, the fact that you didn't celebrate that much. Mm-hmm. That you were just like, no, we just got to keep moving. We got to, yeah, we got to move on to the next thing. Right, right, and that's kind of like, it's sort of like how like, um, people who really want to reach that next level, they have that attitude. Yeah, I mean, I I talk about this a lot with friends and family and people that I'm close with, and a lot of people uh, have told me I should celebrate more. I should be happier, and and that's a misconception about me. I think I'm really, really fucking happy. You can cuss. It's okay. Okay. I'm really, really... It's my bad. It's fine. I'm really uh, happy with yeah. my life. Like, I'm very, very happy. I just don't believe in celebration until I'm proud of myself. And I'm very confident in myself. I'm just not... Um, what's the word? I'm just not proud. Because I I think I'm, like, have done 1% of what I want to do. Like, I... Right. Literally. Right. So, like, am I supposed to be happy that, you know, one magazine... Like, I'm, I'm very grateful for it and then... I want the other guys to, to get recognized and the appreciation, but personally, you know, time to keep going, you know? Right. It doesn't mean much. Yeah, and you know what's funny about that is that you... See, I can... You're not going to consider this yourself. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I consider you 
one of the higher achievers that I personally know because of because of just I'm trying to compliment you without trying to compliment you too much because I know you're not going to take it. But the fact is, I think that you're a high achiever. You own three physical locations Mm -hmm. and you are employing people. You're doing things that people our age don't typically do. And even and, and you can be better. But to look and say that you've done nothing, that would be like false. Right. And I think that that's on par with the way you're acting about this celebr or about this award just right. the fact they're like yeah it's cool but it's like it's yeah. barely one percent yeah it's just a step in the road i mean don't get me wrong i have my moments when i'm with my family and at the end of the year instead of making resolutions like what i do is i write down at the end of the year i write down everything that i accomplished and everything that went well and even small wins like oh i gave up a bad habit or little mm. things like that so i, I Whenever I'm feeling down or having a bad day, I look at that and like I I definitely am aware of the moment and things like that and don't take any of it for granted. Um, I just think that it's about the the journey. Like it's not about the wins. It's about waking every waking up every day and being excited to just work on shit. You know, mm. dude. So do you listen to podcasts? Yeah, I consume a lot of content, probably more than I should, and I'm trying not to. That's, I want to start making more. What do you yeah. like? Who do you listen to, pod or content wise? Um, this guy. Uh, have you heard of David Goggins? Yeah. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Goggins. Like one of the best marketers, salespeople, right? Yeah, and and just like he he pushes a lot of uh, mental toughness and stuff okay. like that. Just putting yourself in situations so that you can kind of callous your mind in a mm-hmm. sense, so that you can handle anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I believe I, it's all about that. It's it's all about mindset, like the difference between somebody that would celebrate in my scenario and be super proud and then have a shitty year versus somebody that's kind of like, hey, I haven't done anything yet. Let's keep going. The only difference is your mind, right? Your right. perspective. Right. And I think that's <clears throat> that's what I'm always constantly trying to do is gain perspective, you know? How do you balance the idea of not celebrating mm-hmm. but not crossing that line of beating yourself up to the point where you don't do anything? Um, do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I basically, I mean, I don't know how to answer that actually. I mean, so basically like I know people who Mm -hmm. like are so hard on themselves Mm -hmm. to the point where they don't do anything Hmm. because they're so like self-deprecating. Oh, they don't, they don't, they just literally don't take action. So like for us, you and I, we're to the point where we beat ourselves up and don't celebrate Mm -hmm. and that drives us, but we know how to have that balance because I think there's got to be that level of confidence. Like I beat myself up, but I know I'm my own biggest critic, I'm my own biggest fan. Some people are only their own biggest critic. Yeah. So I'm asking basically how do you balance the biggest fan but also the biggest critic in within yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. I see. Um, Basically just by, yeah, you have to have that so I like I said I, I believe that I have a, a very quiet confidence about myself like I know and I'm very aware of what what's going on like I know that opening up three physical locations is not easy to do and mm-hmm. and I didn't do it by myself I give credit to the people around me um, and just appreciating the moment I, I would say like giving gratitude to those that helped me helps me realize like okay shit is good you know mm-hmm. yeah it kind of sounds like 
<clears throat> it sounds like you like appreciate the current moment and Absolutely. like you're into the journey more than the destination. hundred percent. Like I want the things that I want. I know once I get there, it, it's just, there's going to be more things, you know, mm. I understand that. Like mm. there's no, the happiest day of my entire life could be today. Like, I don't think I can be any happier than I am right now. I don't believe that. Right. I just, I think I have everything I need. And right now is the end game. I'm living in it. You know? Right. Oh, snap. Wow, that's, uh... So then, how? So then, like, when you have, like, your goals, <clears throat> how do you, uh... How do you... How do you balance, like, wanting to achieve a goal mm -hmm. and not getting caught up in the future? Um, that's a good question, too. That's probably something that I struggle with the most. I... I would say if I, if there's living in the past is a mistake and then living too much in the future is a mistake, like I definitely tend to focus on the future a little bit too much. Like mm, me too. I sacrifice the present moment quite often. I think, um, I appreciate the moment and, and I do my best to do that, but I don't always, if you always, anytime you have desire to accomplish a goal, you're, it's kind of tough. You're, you're just thinking about the future, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I guess that's just a flaw that I have. I, I definitely think about the future more than I should, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that was my, um, that was always kind of my thing too. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been a big regret person because yeah. that's like living in the past. But I do, I think the quote is like, if you live in the future, you create anxiety. If you live in the past, you create depression. Present moment is where happiness is. Right. So I always had a lot of anxiety because I was always like, oh, I want to the future, the future, the future. But it was like that when I, a few years ago, I don't know how many, when I was like, no, 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 it is the process. Right. And now more than ever for me, I've really been in love with the process. And I know. that's made me more happy. That's, that's one of the reasons I'm here is that I've been really into everything that you're doing. And I can tell mm. just through positivity and, and, and you really love the process. And yeah. that's like, man, uh, that's good energy. People people want to be around that. You know Thank what I you. mean? Anytime you wake up every day and you could tell somebody loves what they're doing, I think that's awesome. Like, because to me, that's what it's all about. Like, I don't, the end goals don't even matter. Like, I could sit up here and say, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and that. I don't think it, it matters at all. You right. know, it's about do you love what you're doing? And to me, that's what makes a successful person. You know? Thank you, man. I that's an honor, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, and because you of that, I would consider you very, very one of the most successful people that I know. Really? I do. Yeah. So where does success come in then? Like, what is that? Uh, somebody that is happy waking up in the morning and does what they love to do and doesn't care of others' opinions. Uh, okay, then that's, yeah, that's, by your definition, I'm for sure successful. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, it. that's crazy. Yeah, you know I, and I think. What scares me about you saying it is because I have that similar attitude of you where mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that way because then I'm going to settle and get content. Like I'm so worried about content, about being content. Right. But you won't because you love the journey. You love the climb. Like you, you're, you're obsessed with getting somewhere, you know, you're, you don't, you can tell that you're <coughs> not just like, yeah, here's my song. Like I'm done for the month. Like right, you, no, you no. respond to feedback, you collaborate you you have people on in your sp like look what you're doing right now you're interviewing a barber that owns a barbershop it has <laughs> nothing to do with but you, somehow you're making it a part of your picture you yeah know? i'm so. glad that people are uh thank you so much i'm glad yeah. people get that because yeah. like i always understood it even from i think all this really started um 
when I graduated from Chico. Mm -hmm. And all I did from, you know, up to that point was just music, music right. videos, performances, songs. Um, and I think it wasn't until July 2018 when I started my podcast. Mm -hmm. And and I, I knew, though, what I, I knew, I said, I just had to, I feel like just watching, like, Gary Vee, yeah. He made me realize that like everybody's so much more than just one thing that we're all a personal brand. And then like you have to have like this giant umbrella of you and then mm -hmm. a bunch of things fall under it. So like he like is the CEO of this media company, mm -hmm. but he has like he's written books and he has crazy amounts of content and just tons of other things that he does. Right. He's a public speaker and then I start seeing all these other successful entrepreneurs, and I'm like, wait, they just do so many. Like one guy I like is Grant Cardone. Mm -hmm. Do you know who that is? Uh, I don't. You might you might like him, but Grant Cardone does like real estate, has an insane real estate portfolio. But he's like one of the best marketers out right now, and yeah. he has um, he just does all these things. And I'm starting to see all these different entrepreneurs. And I'm like, wait, they all do more than one thing. Absolutely. Like yeah. they're a brand. Like when you say Grant Cardone, it means all these things and Gary V it's like, Oh, he's that one guy who does all these things. Yep. So like, I was like, for me, when I broke out of the mindset of I'm a rapper, mm -hmm. then I was like, well, I could be a producer too. So I started learning piano and making beats. And then I was like, well, I could be a digital marketer cause digital marketing is required for beats. Mm -hmm. So I like started learning all these different things. And then I was like, well, I could be a marketer, content creator. Then I just started all these other things started happening and then it kind of made me realize, like, to be successful, like, you know, like, reach goals. I yeah. think in our age, our, not our age as in our 20s, this day and age, that you're a person and documenting your life and, like, doing just any kind of thing you want is the way it should be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think... I think you understanding that as a rapper is is huge because... Even the people at the top of the rap game, you know, they're like, look at a guy like uh, uh, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. That, you know, um, he he did that to the max. Like, you, you could arguably say that his brand and his clothing company was more successful than the rap. Yeah. You know, he, he focused on retail. He focused on building a brand. And, yeah, and, and I see hints of that and what yeah. you guys are wearing the GBC do. right and now it makes yeah. so much sense to me because if you're focused on the music then then what is your value right you're, you'll make money off of how many songs you sell which people just like free music yeah so how are you going to convince people not to <laughs> right you know and, right. or uh how many concert tickets you sell yeah. which is not passive either you no. have to be there you have to be singing you have to be performing and people have to love it so much that they're going to spend their money on you versus somebody else who's an expert at performing. Yeah. You know, not that you're not, but it's, no, just, but it's not passive at, in any way. Right. No, you know, I got this show coming up January 23rd. Yeah, you told me. And like, but I haven't done a show in over three years. Oh shit, really? Yeah, and the, well, but there's a reason though. It's because I know, like, I'm excited to do this show January 23rd, uh -huh. but like, I, I see my future and I know what I want and it mm -hmm. is not to be dependent on Performing. touring. No, it's mm -hmm. not. Like, it's something I love to do because I'm a musician. Yeah. That's a piece of my brand. But, dude, sitting here doing this podcast or writing sales copy or making Facebook ads and producing is so much better than touring. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. Like, so from your perspective, like, because it seems like you kind of want to get more into, like, just presenting yourself in general. Like, mm -hmm. <clears throat> what like what are, like, some of your goals for 2020 
overall and then like do you have any goals in terms of like putting out more content or anything like that yeah i want to work on the personal branding you know I, i've done a lot of speaking from the uh, point of view of us like as as our barbershop and mm -hmm. things like that um but i would like to put myself out there more like this where I, where i explain the story the journey the the cons the the wins the losses like just just tell the whole story because i think not doing that was a mistake because I had years of, of content and, and ideas that could have helped kind of show more of who I am, which would in turn show the clients more of more about the business, more information, the better, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, put myself out there that way and then just keep working on the brands. I mean, high definition is number one, comes ahead of everything. Um, Art of Being a Gentleman is something that I started with, um, I was telling you about, with yeah. my partner. Um, and yeah, we're, we're trying to get into the space of education for barbering, which I think that's that's the most important thing, right? Like, how am I, I struggle with it now. I, I look at barbers and I want to hire them and they're great at cutting hair, but they have horrible habits or, mm. you know, things like that. And we got to start by changing the culture with the youth. Talk, what, like what what like can you what bad habits um <clears throat> we've had guys show up to interviews in sweats we've had guys show up smelling like weed oh god are you fact, serious yeah we've had guys tell us you know why, why do you want to get into barbering and their answer is uh uh because they want to be famous on instagram like uh let me ask you the question one more time just like why do you want to get into barbering you know and it's because just the wrong reasons. If, if you want Instagram fame and that's why you're in barbering, that's, I don't know, maybe he had a bad day, but that's not what I want to hear. It's going to be <laughs> Don't matter. Yeah. Don't matter if he had a bad day because you're going to come and work for me and have a bad day. You still better show up to work. So who cares? If you had, yeah. Exactly. So, so like, like, let me ask you then, mm -hmm. like, what is the answer you want to hear when you ask somebody, mm -hmm. hey, why do you get into barbering? Why do you want to do this? Uh, I want to hear because... They love barbering and it's like oxygen for them and they they can't envision a life where they're not <laughs> cutting hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they love it so much that they have to wake up and cut hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's passion. I want to hear passion. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, like if you're not passionate, if you do just want to get famous, yeah, it's like you're, you're not going to last. Or if you tell me some, oh, I want to, you know, buy a house. I mean, that's that's a little bit better, but yeah. I wanna, well, once you get the house, then what? Yeah, exactly. Now you're going to quit working for me? Yeah, it's a little better, but I want to hear, uh, yeah, passion is the right. main thing. Yep. Yeah, like the reason I do music, I literally, it's like, dude, I've been doing it for, oh, shit, I guess we're going on nine years. Like, I hate to say it, we're going on nine years of me doing it. It's That's literally, crazy. like I started why doing. Do you, why do you hate to say it? Because it's, why do I, I don't know, man, it's just. Do you mean that just in an expression? or? I just or sound you, old, I feel okay, old. I see. I just feel old. Gotcha. I'm not old, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, yeah. Why? Why do I hate? I should actually love to say it. I do. Yeah. You have I actually nine years of experience in music. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I just when I first started, I started because I felt like I had there was nothing else I could do. Right. I needed to outlet my emotions, and I just felt like regular diary journaling mm -hmm. was corny at the time, and I was like, I need a way to like journal but feel cool. Right. And I but I need to get these emotions out. And like be expressive, like physically expressive. Cause when you're using your, you know, I'm using my body to rap. So that's why I got into it. And then the other things were like, well, what, what are the byproducts that could come from this? 
And I was like, well, yeah, I could get money, I could get fame, I could impact people, but it started with the whole, like, Passion. yeah. And I want to get the money because it's like, why wouldn't I want to get money from something I'm passionate about? Absolutely. That's the reason. Yeah. You know, that I'm, the other goals happen because of that. Yeah. It's, 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 like you said, it stems from the passion. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You're passionate about barbering, but mm-hmm. you took it a step further. You could have just been working at someone else's shop. Yeah. Why did you decide to open up your own barbershop? Well, more, more than my passion for barbering, I would say, which I am, I, I, I will cut hair till the day I die. Like, I will never retire. And, and I don't mean cutting hair 10, doing 8, 10 haircuts a day, but like when I'm 60, 70, 80 years old, I would love it if I could come into the shop and do two haircuts and like then leave and go kick it for the rest of the day that sounds awesome like these clients are a lot of the time like you like like friends of mine or people that I've grown really close with and it when I say it I mean it it literally does not feel like work it's like fun and I'm making money so why would I ever want to stop that that's like saying oh go to the basketball uh, court and go make 60 bucks why would you not do that (laughs) you know um but to answer your question, sorry. Uh, it was why did you decide to take it that step further to I, start a barbershop rather than work at someone else's? So I did work at someone else's a couple times, but eventually I, I think I just always had entrepreneurial tendencies from yeah. a young age, honestly. Uh, I, I wasn't going to be happy working for somebody else. Yeah, so I had to. Uh, I grew up in a household where my mother was a... Um, hairstylist and owned the salon that I ended up taking over and my father did uh, house painting and still does so I was used to seeing people make money in an unconventional way yeah you know like college wasn't pushed onto me at all oh, that's I was sick. like yeah I'm not going to college and they're like oh okay what are you gonna do then like it wasn't there was no pressure at yeah. all and I actually didn't even graduate from our high school I don't know if you know that no I, I didn't know that I went to oh you did know no I did not oh yeah, I went to continuation school. No way. Yeah. As what? Soon, as soon as basketball season ended, I was like, "All right, I have no reason to be here." Like, no, quit playing. Yeah, bro, I never knew that. Yeah. So where'd you go, Delora? Like, if or you something? think about it, I I did not graduate from my high school and I dropped out of college. It's kind of funny. You did? I did. Yeah, I went to. I mean, I went to DBC for a day. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. one day. One day. Yep. Tell me, well, hold on. You went to Delora or? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The continuation like, school. Yeah. Was, so you got a GED. Yeah, or, or whatever it Whatever is. it's called. Yeah. Basically a high school diploma. Uh, yeah, I, it, it, yeah. Anything that you need a ha- high school diploma for, I have the equivalent of it, but <laughs> I don't have the real deal. I don't, no. I love that. I never knew it. That <laughs> yeah. is incredible. I it's, love that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and I didn't even know you went to DVC for one day. Yeah, I did. I, I was in there, California history, and they were <laughs> talking about some poppy seeds, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> As soon as the teacher brought up poppy seeds, I was... I, you got up and left? I didn't... No, no. I didn't have that much yeah, courage in me to do that. But I knew mentally. I'm like, all right, this is the last day of school for me. Bro, you... Oh, my God. It was pretty funny. That's one of the funniest things I've heard on my podcast. <laughs> Once the teacher started talking about poppy seeds, I knew this wasn't it for me. Well, I, I never did well in school. Like, I feel like school always told me that I didn't have what it takes to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I understood why. I mean, the system is set up, like very binary if you're not good at x y and z you're a screw up and you better get good at x y and z right. or get the hell out of here right and i wasn't like a tremendous athlete i was a pretty good athlete but you were not pretty good, damn good not good enough to take that you know and, and continue right, or anything, right you know no no i agree i mean i understand like i was the same like i get what you're saying mm-hmm. uh i the reason i said i agree was all these things that you just said about school it's like i'm the same way yeah you know uh uh i i, I personally think that 
I, I, I was just telling my, I was with my cousin Thomas yesterday mm -hmm. and I was talking to him and talking to him about how I think it's, how the middle class mentality is really dangerous. It's more dangerous than we think. Yeah. The idea of you don't need this, this is enough, um, fit into the, it's very like fit into this mold. Mm -hmm. Like people get uncomfortable when you want to get out of the mold because, and I'm going to relate this back to school, but because like, you know, I, I honestly, I think like. I don't know a lot of people who honestly can say they don't want tons of money or they don't want a Ferrari or Lambo or a nice car. They don't want their family to be taken care of. Right. Right? Like a lot of people, or they don't want to, my things for money are different. Like when I say those, like everyone equates, dude, I'm going off. I'm going to bring it back. I swear no, to I God. I trust you. You're good. When, 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 when I talk about money, I talk mm -hmm. a lot about like the luxuries and stuff like that. Cause that's what I associate with getting money, but other mm -hmm. people might associate it with traveling or like just being able to take care of family members. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but like people like just are like, Oh no, I don't need a Ferrari. So I don't need to get rich. It's like, no, hold on though. But what about like, what if your uncle or this and that person gets sick or what about when your car breaks down or what about when you need to get your tooth drilled? Right. What about then? That middle-class mentality is going to have you in the, oh, God, it's so expensive. So I don't want to have to think how expensive something is if I freaking need it. Yeah. And so I the agree. education system to me is ran by a lot of those people. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of our teachers were like that. A lot of college professors I had. I went to college and finished. I went for six years. I went three years DVC, three years Chico. That's so awesome. I know education. You have a bachelor's? I, uh, yeah, associates so. and a bachelor's degree. But I, I know the education system. I was freaking in it mm -hmm. longer than most. Yeah. So... Yeah, a lot of teachers have that middle class attitude, you know. Right. They complain about their pay. They I hate when teachers complain about their pay. By the way, but yeah. I, I don't I don't know all the socioeconomics, but I just feel like it gets to that point where we we just we we put our kids in these in this in the system and mm -hmm. we don't think about the mental effects. Like we know we want our I guess we want our kids to graduate high school, but it's like we don't teach all these other important things. It's right. like you said, bro, poppy seeds. You know how many bullshit classes I had in college? Yeah, you know you know how much far further along I, I would be right now if somebody taught me how to do my taxes, oh, if right. somebody taught me about financial planning and all the shit that I had to fail at to learn once I got into the business world. And I'm not that crazy. A lot of people go into the business world. So why are they not catering... I get it. Like, you can't just focus. On, you have to have a system, just like anything. You have to have a system, and when people don't fall into the system, you have to write them off, you know? That's just how it goes. Like, right. it would be great if we could specialize and, and pay attention to every kid. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect, like, some teacher to, to see great in me and give me that confidence. It's just, it just sucks that that's how it is, you know what I right. mean? Right. Well, well, the taxes thing, you know, like, since starting Prophecy Media, the, my media agency, yeah. like... Yeah, like the taxes thing, I, bro. I'm like clueless. I need help with it, actually. I'm you know, you should get a uh, a bookkeeper. I I I think I'm gonna do that. I mean, it's I'm gonna not, have to lose some money to pay them, but I kind of feel like it's, it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah, it is. okay. The the single greatest thing that's ever happened to high definition is that I've been able to to delegate responsibility mm -hmm. and. Uh, having a legit bookkeeper that I can meet with once a month that tells me, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, like, don't spend money on this, is, yeah, that's why we have three locations. Like, right. Not just because of me. Really? That one thing right there? I mean, that's the... And, that's and a, it's a CPA, like an accountant? That's the main thing on my end. Mm -hmm. In reality, and from the consumer's perspective and, and 
the way it is, it's because of Kevin and Adrian, my partners. Right. Because without them, we would, it shit, none of this would have happened right. at all. So they're the forefront of why, and then after them comes the bookkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it then. Yeah. Uh, but like, w- w- you know, freaking poppy seeds. Mm-hmm. What's really more important? Right. We put this emphasis, and it's like, it's like we we try to just like, I don't know, like. I need to get I need to like get a teacher in here who's like the opposite of me and like debate with them on this podcast. I mean, I because I, I don't get it. I don't get why you say, "Oh, that we want our kids to be well-rounded." It's like, but taxes are required. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is, uh, are well, these? You you brought up pay earlier, and, and I actually, I actually think that's part of the problem. Okay, tell t- yeah, talk about. I it. mean, we don't we don't pay teachers enough to, to take that shit seriously. Right. You know, like, why are you gonna? have a class for taxes where a teacher would have to stay late or you'd have to hire another teacher when, you know, the salaries are what they are, you know? So they just keep it basic and they hope that kids can follow it. And, um, some do, some don't, and it it doesn't translate into success or even, uh, members that contribute to society just because you went through the education system doesn't mean you're going to be a a good contributing member of society. Right. Um, we see that a lot. Kids with great degrees that that are struggling to find a job. Totally. And that's no <clears> knock <throat> on the kids. It's it's the system. Like we don't allocate enough money so that they have the resources to to really pay attention to all the kids. Yeah. You know. And that that just is what it is. That's that's how kids fall uh, slip through the cracks. Yeah. A lot of kids slip fall through the cracks. Yeah. And I and. Some do and stay there, and others do and find something in life that makes them happy and in a vessel where they can be successful despite what the education system told them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm thinking like, I don't know how this stuff works. So, but my whole fantasy world is like, we chop history, we chop science, we chop math. Right. We add in different classes because when budget cuts happen the first things to go are like art and dance and music which are classes that make people happy yeah and and actually give you like a different part of your brain that makes you smart yeah but we keep the history which nobody remembers then the science which nobody remembers the math which nobody cares remembers so to me it's like why are we chopping down like why aren't we like chopping like why aren't I don't know I just feel like we put this importance on things that aren't though they're not like, if it was important, we would remember it. You know, if you want to be an architect, mm-hmm. yeah, geometry is important. And for the rest of the 99% of people who don't want to be architects, geometry doesn't matter. So why are we doing it? What, what is the point? I, I don't know. We're wasting all yeah. those. Think about the hours that we're in the classroom. Yeah. The teacher prepares the lesson, yep. um, the homework, and tests. Think about all those hours in a semester or a year that could be used teaching taxes. There would not, it wouldn't have to be extra time. Like you were talking about like a teacher would have to stay extra. I'm not talking about adding a class. Exactly. I'm talking about chop yeah. these other classes out. Get rid of these things, dude. Get yeah. rid of biology and science and all the uh, chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's so, uh, it's not important to most of the people. Make it an elective. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I agree with this point that a lot of people say, like, being in school isn't necessarily what they're teaching you. It's more about teaching you thought process and how to think about things. Um, And there are a lot of people that go through the education system that that become great thinkers because of those subjects. So that's why I say I I think it's the money thing. I think you want to have, 
you don't want to chop anything. You just want to have more resources and more options for for different kids, you know. Yeah. So that nobody slips through the cracks, right. or that less do, you know. I just think it's unfortunate that they don't cater to 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 people that could be good in business or things like that. Like, luckily for me, like when I was in school, like the system, because I got bad grades and because I didn't do X, Y, and Z, the system kind of told me, okay, you're not going to be shit. Like that's kind of what they put down your throat, right? Like you yeah. sit in front of a counselor and they tell you, oh, if you don't go to college, you're going to end up working at Subway. <laughs> I mean, nothing, right. Nothing will work in it. It's not a, no problem with working at Subway, but I'm just saying. It's not they, the end all be all for everybody. Yeah. And luckily... I had the quiet confidence where I told myself at 15, 16, 17 years old, you're wrong. Like, but not every kid does that. Some right. kids believe what they're telling them and they're like, oh, I, I am a piece of shit. Like, I'm not going to be anything. And so, and that's, that's really sad. Yeah, did, where did that come from for you? That quiet confidence? Uh, like I said, I think, I don't think it was just, I think I was lucky that I had people in my life that made money unconventionally. It's not just my mom and dad. Like, my whole family. My cousin owns a gym. My aunt right. owns a, a antique store. Mm. My mm -hmm. my uncle, before he passed, uh, was in his own business, and um, yeah, everybody in my family is entrepreneurs. So I always knew, like, it school didn't equate to su success. You know, I always knew that. So right. I was just like, yeah, you could tell me what you want, lady, but like, I'll be successful no matter what. Yeah, it it was the the environment you grew up in. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't. <clears throat> That and sports, right? I think sports gives young men and women a lot of confidence. Like if you're good at a sport, you're kind of just like, wow, you know, this is cool, right? You know, yeah. In sports, you learn work ethic, you learn yeah. leadership, loyalty, teamwork. You learn a lot in sports. Yeah, I think being on a basketball team <clears throat> isn't very much different than working for a company. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's you, really there's not. There's one the best player on the team, and everybody has to kind of like find a role. And if you don't, you'll sit on the bench and. If you complain on the bench, you'll get kicked off the team. Right. You know? Yeah. No, see, that's crazy. My perspective is flipped from being a player, and now I'm coaching kids. Right. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole other thing, you know? Because I think what's been hard for me is, like, as a coach, stepping into this, like, I guess I'm the boss thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't know, I'm just, like, I don't know how to feel about it. Like I act, I'm, I'm, I'm over here like, yeah, I'm supposed to be, not the boss, but I'm supposed to be the leader, the head honcho. Mm -hmm. But it's, but for some reason. Hard to accept? No, I just don't want them to like, uh, I, want the, I want the kids to be able to think for themselves and like I want them to like have freedom and liberties mm -hmm. and like do stuff without me. Right. So like I try to like, guide without controlling like because i don't even believe in that mm -hmm. and i i think just like within the past few months i've started to realize that i'm like an adult right like when i was 25 i didn't think <laughs> i was an adult that's funny i'm like dude nah and yeah. i and i still am a kid i feel you yeah but i'm co i'm 25 yeah so like i'm coaching kids who are like they're only 12 like they're only 13 years younger than me i'm not 40 Right. Like when I had coaches and they were 40, 50, 60, mm -hmm. it's like, whoa, like, uh, but like, like they know the, answers. I have imposter yeah. syndrome. That's exactly what it is. What's that mean? Imposter syndrome. Like, I think I'm fake. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm only 26. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just do it. It's, yeah, but, it's, but I'm lying to myself. But here's the thing. I think what you just said is a little bit wrong because 
You do you th- do you think now that the people that are forty know what they're doing? No, no. Now I know they don't. They don't. Right. Exactly. But that's why in the past few months I've started. When to I realize. was thirteen, I was wiser than most people that you know. Right. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. Oh, see, I didn't know that when I was thirteen. I knew. I, I well, it was because of, also because of my environment. I, I was very young and at a very early age. I looked at my parents and I was like, these guys are clueless. To your parents? Uh, yeah, stop. I didn't say that to them, but I knew I had to stop listening to them. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, that's crazy. Yeah, I knew they didn't know what was best for me, and they were just m- being emotional, you know, whenever they told me, like, trying to get me to fill their voids. Or, right. You know, we're talking about your parents. Yeah, my parents. Yeah. I knew I knew what was better for me than they did Right. at 13, for yeah. sure. That, oh, so you even have it more than me, because I didn't have it like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I had it. I think I think I had a version of what you just said, but my version of it was like, I just trust myself yeah. so much that I, I know that I'm not going to lead myself down the wrong path. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll be okay. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. I think, I think and then eventually I had the attitude of kind of like the F you, I don't need to listen to you kind of attitude. You have to have that. Yeah. I, I, I See, and the thing with me is I... So I barely even hear it anymore. And so I'm wondering why. Like, I feel like all these entrepreneurs and everyone keep talking about when they grew up, people told mm-hmm. them this. And I'm like... Nobody's telling you? No, nah, I don't hear it at all. And when you say it, you mean like... I don't like hear people... Negative feedback. Never. Or, yeah. Like, barely ever. And, and, and I think I think because you're getting to a point where the work ethic speaks for itself, even if somebody wants to to give you anything bad or, or any kind of negative feedback, they have to look in the mirror and be like, well, I don't work that hard, you know? You really think that's it? Because some yeah. of what I think is maybe I don't expose myself to enough people and everyone around me is just likes me so much and they just don't want to piss me off. That's kind of what I think. I disagree. Okay. I've seen you in my barbershop and you talk to people that you've never met in your life and you're talking to them. You compliment people on their shoes and you're like, you instantly, you're, like, you, you're pretty social. You're one of the more social people I yeah. know. So I, I think that... I don't know. It seems like you have a pretty big social circle to me. Hmm, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what it is? I think I have imposter syndrome bad. That's where you think you're like... Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's like you th- you don't think you're what you are. Like entrepreneurs who are really successful, like hundreds of yeah. millionaires, they're well, like... Well, well, this they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But Well, I'm, this is a hard question. I'll reverse it. What do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, a, what this, I think I am is I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kid in his parents' garage trying to make it. That's exactly what you are. But, but that, yeah. yeah. So when I say that, then I'm like, so then when I say that, I'm like, to what degree can I even tell people what to do? Like, what can I, how can I tell these kids what to do when I'm just in my parents' garage? Like, that's where the stuff comes in for me mm, where I'm like, that's where the imposter syndrome comes. Well... You know what I mean? Yeah, what type of stuff? Are, is it like life advice or you mean on the basketball court? Both. It, Both, I mean, sure. on the basketball court, the answer is clear. Like, we played the other day, me and you, and you're a great basketball player. Do, you, see, you I, no, I definitely don't think that. No, but you worked hard. Like, at some point between high school and now, you, you played a lot of basketball. Like, yeah, some, definitely. That's did. very clear. Well, I worked for the Chico State team, so, like, I got that experience. You understand the game of basketball better than any 12-year-old. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's enough. Okay, that yeah, you're right. I only have to be one chapter ahead, and I'm like 10 chapters ahead with them, so yeah. you're right. So in that sense, with, with life advice, I mean, same thing, right? I think I, I just coach them on work ethic, which that's the only thing I know about. 
Well, I can't sit here and teach you how to make a million bucks. I haven't made a million bucks. Yeah, well, but I can teach you how to work hard. I mean, yeah, I would say you're an imposter if you're telling people like how to make millions of dollars. Right. Like you just said. Totally. But, but you're not out there doing that. Nah. You're just telling people I work hella hard to get everything I have and everything I'm trying to do. You should too. Right. That's fine. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Your good. message is is genuine. Right. You know, if somebody like has a problem with that or, or doesn't believe in that, that's on them. I mean, you, you, I'll tell you what you're saying is just factual. Mm-hmm. You have to work hard to make it to anywhere you want to be. Right. You know? Right. So let me ask you this. Where, when did the work ethic kick in for you? At what age or what meant, where were you kind of when you're like, oh, I got to work? Probably 14 or 15. That's what I was going to guess. Yeah. Around high school. Around high school. And it started with basketball. I saw my cousin who uh, played college football. For Daniel NBA. did? Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, wow. Very successfully and professionally in Germany. I didn't know that. And he kind of put it into my head that, hey, man, like, screw what everybody else is saying. Like, you want to be successful, you just have to work harder than anybody. And I, being very young, dealt in absolutes. And I actually have a lot of regrets about this, but I was so obsessed with basketball that I... I wouldn't have fun. Like, mm. friends would invite me over, you know, like, let's go to this party, let's go hang out with these girls, whatever. I said, <coughs> nope, I'm going to the gym. Right. And I literally did that. And it helped me have moderate success at high school basketball, but, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely regret it. I wish I experienced more than that, but, like, I, yeah, I, I was just in the gym. Like, I, I literally thought until, this is true, and there's no fabrication to what I'm about to say. When I was 18 years old, less than a decade ago, I literally believed I was going to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Until the day I told myself I'm done playing basketball, I believed in my head that I was going to make it. Like, I was going to be like Steve Nash. I was right. literally delusional. But that delusion came from how hard I worked. I was right. like, there are human beings that have made it to the NBA. I play as much basketball as those ones. Why can't I do that? Right. It just made sense to me. It's not that delusional, though. To me. I mean, it's only delusional until you say it is. Yeah, and I think I woke up and realized that it was delusional. Yeah. Yeah, and and me realizing it was the moment of like, yeah, now it's over. Right. You're admitting to yourself it's right. over, so now it is. <clears throat> I'm going to pick it apart just to be picky for yeah. the sake of the pod, but the, the idea of like being delusional, mm-hmm. it's... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, I, yeah. I'm, and I'm going to say I think it's... Right, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Because like what I think is realistic for me other people are like that is ridiculously delusional right like it is realistic for me to make 10 to earn 10 million dollars a year mm-hmm. that's realistic because i i listen to these podcasts yeah and people are saying these things where i'm like whoa like i was just listening to a guy named patrick bet david mm-hmm. he's, he's super dope um he has this like insurance agency or something he's super successful he's worth like over 100 million and the interview, the interview person was asking him, like, tell me about your first million, what that was like. And he paused and he's like, honestly, I don't remember. Wasn't that important? <laughs> That's crazy. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So, like, when people say, it's not realistic. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this guy just said he doesn't even remember his first million. So there is a world out there of people who just, I heard another one. You know Frank Kern? Uh, I don't know the name. Big time mm-hmm. marketer. You should, you got to listen to him. He's mm-hmm. dope. He, I just listened to him today. And he was talking about when he went to hang out with Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. And he told Grant, yeah, you know, I have this membership program and it's pretty good. We're doing 500000 a month. And then Grant Cardone like gets worried and Grant's like, how can you live off that? Mm-hmm. 500 k a month. 
that's six million a year. Grant Cardone's like, oh my god, like are you like he was genuinely worried. That's He's like, crazy. how can you support your family with only that? Yeah. There is a world out there. Yeah, there's yeah. Like that top one percent. Mm-hmm. And like, so delusion is just this like, but now, yes, it probably was delusional to make it to the NBA. Yeah. That's like 1% of 1% of 1%. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't want people. Yeah. Like I just, the word realistic and the word can't and the word impossible are like swear words to me. Like that's like, that's like calling me a dirty Jew. Right. <laughs> like that's my definition. That's worse than saying fuck. Right. Because you're just limiting yourself. I think, I think it's just about like. Looking back on it now, I, I just like everything, I'll spin it into a positive light. I think all I was really doing was shooting for the moon or shooting for the stars and hoping I'd land on the moon, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you shoot for your wildest dreams, and if you get 50% of that, great. Like, I want to have $10 million, too, um, but maybe maybe I shoot for it, and by the time I'm 32, I'm making, like, you know, three, $4 million a year. And I'm not Dude. making ten, but I, I think that'd be enough, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's incredible to make that yeah much, but sure. i'd still feel that i'm shooting for 10 or 100 or, yeah. or whatever it is right. you know and i think i think if you don't have that like drive for for, <clears throat> for that big then you're, you're not going to make it very far like if your dream is to to make six figures like you want to make 100k a year right then you're not going to make that yeah or, or or then if you make 80 you'll feel like you almost made it and it's like okay you did that's it you yeah. can't live in the bay area for 80k you you can barely B- barely yeah barely yeah. you're not gonna drive a new car and have a new phone and this that and the third yeah so my point is though like it's so detrimental that's that middle class mindset to me exactly you yep. should be happy with 100k oh 120k that's good money yeah it's not it's not good money yeah it, that's the middle class in the bay area that's it's 120k is like that's middle class yeah so what do you mean it's good money for who yeah, it's all, for a guy who lives in freaking yeah Chattanooga, Tennessee, maybe. Yeah, it's all it's all perspective too. Like, what do you want the money for? What do you you know? Like the the only reasons like we talked about before, uh, uh, I didn't get a chance to say the only reasons I want to be rich are for two things: family security, because mm. I don't care about materialistic <laughs> items at all, like mm-hmm. literally zero, um, and uh, and resource. I think the more money you have, the more you can do. And I think I'm the type of person that should have a lot of money so I can impact the world. Right. Like, people with a lot of money impact the world. And I think I'm somebody that should be impacting the barbering community at the highest level. I don't see anybody better fit for it than me. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's sick that you said that. Yeah, I believe that. Like, somebody needs to change the game and, like, really get barbers to, to reach the next level, you know? And... It's happening slowly. There's been a dramatic shift, as you know. Like barbershops are a lot more popular. They're trending and they're popping up left and right, and that's awesome. I still think that the salon and beauty industry is light years ahead of us. Talk about it. I um, mean, what? First of all, I want to know what's. I have no clue of any of this. Yeah. What's wrong with the barbering community, and what is it about the salon mm-hmm. industry that's light years ahead? Uh, they just have higher standards. A woman goes to the salon; they expect to be there on time. They expect for their their stylist or uh, to be on time. Um, they expect for the service to be done exactly how they want it. They expect good music, a good atmosphere, um, just real basic customer service stuff. And if you go to a, if you're a guy and you've ever been to a barbershop, you can't count on that. Oh, I agree. You cannot count on that. You can at high definition. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, if your barber's running late, 
which doesn't happen. If so, we owe you money. Like your haircuts. Free. Never. Not once has that happened at High Def. Yeah. Thank you. Never. It I mean, shouldn't. maybe once a barber has asked, "Hey, can you move your appointment?" Yeah. Um, earlier, but and if I say no, it doesn't change. Yeah. It should. It really shouldn't. And and that's like what I'm talking about. The standard for men and and grooming is is much lower than it is for women. And I get it. There's a price <clears> difference, but. But why? I think you care as much about your hair and, and looking good as, as yeah. my girlfriend. Right. I don't think you care any less. You, no. you want to look good when you present yourself in public. Oh, yeah. It's, so, dude. Well, yeah. no, it's, I freaking got dressed for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Could have been in a robe. I, dude, I could have been in my slippers and uh, freaking sweats. Yeah. No underwear on under. Yeah. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get dressed. Yeah. Like, I care, like. How you look. Yeah, I definitely care. And I, mean, I, it's I think it's shifting. I think men. And society are starting to, and I, I definitely want to capitalize on that. Like, that's why we're offering facials. That's why we take an hour for each haircut. Like, I think we're, we're coming into a time period, and we're lucky enough to be in the Bay Area where people are uh, gravitating towards that mindset. You know, if, if we were in the middle of Chattanooga, Tennessee, I feel like we're shitting on Tennessee. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on in Tennessee. Yeah, I felt I bad, know. too. Maybe, maybe they're great. Somewhere in bum, <laughs> bumfuck who knows in Arkansas or Nebraska or some country bumpkin, whatever. Yeah, but... No offense to either one, just whatever. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. Exactly. But in the Bay, like, people care about how they look, so it works out for us. We have know? such an elitist attitude. We gotta. I gotta fix it. I gotta fix that attitude. Oh, about talking bad about... Yeah, no, I feel bad. I do too, but just basically saying if you grow if you grow up in an environment where people don't care how you look. Yeah, I'm sure they care in Chattanooga. I just yeah, said that in Nebraska too. Like yeah, yeah just get over it. I have it. clients if you get, from Nebraska. Yeah, like if you get mad, like get over it, dude. It's not a, yeah. not a big deal. New York City, Miami, San Francisco, L.A. hubs of caring about how you look. Yeah, you know, there's bad stuff too. Yeah, but of whatever. Course. If you don't yeah. like what I'm saying, dude, honestly, get over it. So keep going though. So barbering, p- people are starting to care more. Yeah, and it's becoming more acceptable for men to care. We have clients that come in once a week. Are we okay on Once that? a week? Yeah, we have a lot oh, of Oh, yeah, them. we're totally fine. I'm just checking okay. time. Tell me when we got a... We're fine, okay. don't worry. Once a week? Yeah, we have a lot of weekly clients, yep. And what do they get done? A haircut? Maybe it's just like lining up their beard and okay. keeping the side fresh, you know? Like how often... Can you can't get a haircut once a week, though? You can if you have short hair. Oh, if you want to keep your hair short. Yeah. Look cool. at a guy like Drake. How often do you think he gets his beard lined up and his haircut? Yes. Probably every three or DJ four Khaled days. said I get my hair cut once a week. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure he does. I get that. And well, they're And they're on. Like They are viewed by millions and you every know, day. And you know what that's done for us? What do you think? Oh, probably elevated what a... Oh, yeah. got you. Yeah, people yeah. think, oh, I need to get... If Drake's doing it, I got to look good too. You right. Know, I can get my hair cut every week. That's right. acceptable. Right. It's great. <laughs> so... Look, it's not the 60s. If it was the 60s and Drake was Elton John and said, you know what? It's actually cool to only get your hair cut once every six months. That would be bad for business. Yeah. So we're lucky. Right, right, right. Getting your hair cut is great. You know how many guys come in with pictures of David Beckham and they're like, I want this. I'm like, great. That's a short haircut that you need to come in every three weeks. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? Um, Similar, um, very parallel with the music industry where... um, to get on a macro scale, like the whole music industry yeah. is really behind with their marketing. So I, I just, I saw this stat, um, I think in 2018, the music industry as a whole, okay? So that means every record label, um, every revenue stream of every record label, mm-hmm. distribution, streaming, merch, tour, anything you can think of that falls under the music industry, mm-hmm. the revenue of that 
in one year was not as much as Amazon. Just Amazon. So we're talking about an, That's enti- crazy. an entire industry's revenue mm-hmm. did not match up to one company's revenue. Now, yes, it's Amazon. Yeah. But we're talking about a whole industry. Yeah. And it's not like a weird, it's not like vacuum. In, it's not like a random industry that's super, 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 super niche down. Yeah. That only cert, pillow, the pillowcase, in, I don't know, the bucket industry. Who yeah. knows? It's music. It's like everybody consumes music. You're telling me that that revenue isn't as much as Amazon? And so what, what I've come to find out is it's because the music industry doesn't know how to market. They don't mm-hmm. really know how to use Facebook ads, they have a lot of money and they dump it in, but they don't use it the right way. They don't market artists the right way. They don't use email marketing, funnel building, tons of things they don't do. Mm-hmm. Now, in the entrepreneurship digital marketing space, light years ahead of the music industry. Right. So, so that's why they won. That's why, yeah, and that's why Amazon. You, you know what company put more money into Google AdWords in the last 10 years than any other company? What do you think? Probably Amazon, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. How much was it? I don't I don't know the number, but it was like way more than any other any they spent more money on Google Ads than anybody ever. Like you're saying in the past 10 years. In the past 10 years. Wow, yeah. it's probably like really high. Yeah, I'm sure it's billions of dollars. Probably and billions. Now their company is worth billions, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's interesting and I I agree and it's like you know, the music industry can learn from that. And then even on a micro, micro scale, um, rappers mm-hmm. are so behind. M- music is interesting because you have, I think a lot of the most, it makes sense to me actually, the most talented rappers aren't good at business generally, right? Yeah, it's no, it's like there's only one Jay-Z right now in Dr. Dre. Yeah. And, and Nipsey. Yeah. Like... Uh, that's the thing. A lot of the talent is just the talent, and then there's the business side, and then getting the the talent and the business to agree on the same things is seems hard, you know. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> but it's like I'm at this point where I, you know, I kind of see rappers at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like I get a sense of people in the trenches, and not just at the bottom, but any rapper who's trying to make it. Yeah. These these just like you said, like basic customer service. Like just basic, like Getting presenting yourself, time. Yeah, yeah, or just like basic, like, like um, mindset, basic, mm-hmm. basic, basic attitude, basic respect, customer service, branding, marketing. It's like somebody will, hey, like someone just, I, I can't pull it up, but somebody hit me, uh, commented on a picture of mine and was like, yo, you should check out my music. I go and there's no link in their bio. Yeah, and then they're like, check out my other artists. There's no links in any of their bios and all their pictures look horrible mm-hmm. and there's like no caption. And I'm like, dude, you guys look hella trashy. Yeah. Do you get that? Like, do you understand that? And there's millions of people like that mm-hmm. who just don't, I don't fucking get it. It pisses me off because those are the people who complain and keep everybody else down and hate on everybody. But it's like, you're just freaking stupid to me. Yeah. Like you're dumb. Like why? Like you talked about... Why would you show up to a job interview smelling like weed and wearing sweats? Are you stupid? Like, I'm not speaking for you. This is Lee talking. Right. You're freaking dumb. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Wearing sweats to a job interview. What do you think is going to happen? You're not going to get money. I don't know, dude. I'm ranting. But like, what? So. No, you're good. How are I, you? I'm g- agreeing. Yeah. How are you going to change? I mean, what are you going to do to change the barbering industry? Um take it back to just the ethics of it, you know, kind of the things that you're talking about within the music industry. Same thing. I mean, it's always going to be this way. I just want to raise the bar. You know, there'll always be people that 
are on the outside looking in that don't get why, and it's because of the simplest things. But yeah, just just working hard, work ethic, uh, timeliness, pre- how you present yourself. Literally just having the gratitude for the people that sit in your chairs every day and and really having that. Like, I really thank my people. Like, when they hand me money, I say, oh, thank you so much for coming. I look them in the eye and I mean it. Like, not every barber's like that. Right. You know? Um, things like that. Because yeah. the end of the day, these regulars are, are the reason that I can eat. It's the reason I can afford rent. It's the reason we have a second and third location. So. Right. I don't think you have the right to act any other way than just be super grateful for everybody that's, you know, coming to see you and yeah. decide to spend money with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I agree. And like every, everybody who responds to my stories. Yeah. Respond. Yeah. It's like, I don't forget. Yeah. You know, I, every time someone does it, I'm like, wow, that was incredible. You being know? grateful, being humble, humility, just I mean, it's, it's all stuff you've heard. It's just that people don't do it. Yeah. Like, people think they're doing great, and they made, like, a little bit of money, and they bought a pair of Yeezys, and they feel like, you know, now they're the shit. Yeah. I'm like, don't... That's fine. Be proud of yourself, but don't treat me like you're better than me right. now. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. That's, that's my thing. I want to just push positivity and treating people the way they deserve to be treated, especially if they're spending money with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's like, <laughs> dude, I got a funny story. I was in Monterey with my, my mom and dad mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, started raining pretty bad. My dad and I were driving around and I was like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Like mm-hmm. we got to pull over. I got to go. So we're in Monterey. So we pull up. Um, we walk into this restaurant, empty, mm-hmm. de- like empty. And I'm like, man, nobody's in here. And like, I always know when Red I would flag. Yeah. I always know when I walk into a restaurant, if it's empty, it's probably not very good. That's like my first thing. Right. Then I look around, you know, the booths don't look great. Some of the upholstery's torn. There's little cracks on the floor. Just little, th- I'm like, yeah, this place probably sucks. Mm-hmm. I just, I say, I gotta go. I gotta pee. I sprint to the bathroom. It says for customers only. I'm like, oh, God. And I walk out and I go, Dad, like it says customers only. He goes, mm-hmm. go in the bathroom. It doesn't matter. Go. Ain't no <laughs> customers in here. Yeah. It's like, all right. So I go in there. Do it. Real, I, well, the bathroom smelled so bad. That's like terrible. it looked fine, mm-hmm. but it smelled like someone had just taken a crap in there. Like it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. But it looked fine. Yeah. So I was like, this is freaking weird. So I'm like literally plugging my nose with my T-shirt I'm like, I'm getting, I didn't even wash my hands. I sprinted out of there. Yeah. I see my dad talking to the owner. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what they're talking about because I sprint out. Mm-hmm. My dad comes in and he goes, he, come, he I go in the car. My dad comes in the car and he goes, dude, that guy just chewed me out. For you using the bathroom? Yeah. I go, what did he say? He's like, he's just pissed off at me, yelling at me almost, you know, he cussed at me and how would you like it if I just walked into your house and used the bathroom and are you guys going to even get any food and blah, blah, blah. And it, and it made me think what we're talking about. Yeah. That's why you're not making any money. Exactly. That's yeah. why. Because you don't have that attitude. Mindset, you know? Right. I hope that place gets shut down. I hope he loses everything. I hate that guy. Don't, yeah. Don't have that mentality. I don't care. I, I have, I, 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 I'm done with trying to help people who can't be helped. Yeah. I don't help people like that. If you can't be helped, I'm not helping you because it's on you. Yeah. You got to do at least step one. Exactly. You know? And then that's, and that's what, that's where it starts is, is how you treat people and, and your your perspective on the universe and, and your perspective on the way people need to be treated. And if, 
if that that like you said that is step one if you don't do that right you're not in my opinion you're not going to be successful and, and i don't care there's there's millionaires that don't do that good for them they're not very happy they right. live in anxiousness and people hate them secretly behind their backs and they're always worried and it's just not the way i want to live if that's being successful then i, I don't want to be i'd rather just be positive and, and spread good energy around you right. know no, I think like before you can get money and earn money, like mm -hmm. all I keep hearing from all these actually successful people is like you don't lead with money, you lead with value. Yeah, exactly. So then I'm well. So then that that brings up an interesting point to all the up and coming rappers, barbers, mm -hmm. music producers, basketball coaches, entrepreneurs, whatever. Like if you want to reach a certain level, start with how can I bring the most value and I'm not going to worry about the money right this second. Yeah. Right now, I will, very soon I will monetize. Like, I don't believe in not monetizing. I think that's weird. But just when you're first starting out, like, don't think, how am I going to get this money? It's like, well, hold on. Just think about how you're going to bring value first. Exactly. It's all about the value. That's it. Like, yeah. I, I still, to this point, am not worried about the money, you know? Really? No, not yet. I'm not. We're building. But you still have to pay rent. Like, how do you... Well, I, I worry about the money in the sense of making sure that the business is... All, all of them are profitable. Right. And that, you know, we're doing what we need to do. But most of it, a lot of it, gets reinvested into growing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, right, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. you got to spend money to make money. And uh, obviously, there's points and phases where you, you want to build up a nice little nest egg so that you have money in case anything happens. But I think... Uh, yeah, I, I think that money for a business is like oxygen. You know, you mm -hmm. you need money to 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 run your business. Uh, so yeah, but but for sure, speaking to people that are very very just starting, then don't even think about money a hundred percent. I'm coming from a business owner's perspective, so it's kind of a different subject. No, know? no, but we want to hear about it though. Like I want to hear about it because you're a few steps ahead of me and the rest yeah, of the you, audience. You so. need money. You need a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, right, right. My the amount of money that I have to pay every month is astronomical. Really, like, I, I have to have a separate sheet of notes in my uh, phone that I remember. You know, pay this bill, pay that bill, pay that bill. You know, it's it's, it's a long list. Yeah, but it's good. Mm. That's just how it is for right. business businesses. Right. You know. Um. It's just so interesting that you st you still. I mean, what do you think you'll ever get to the point where? Well, if you don't, how much financial stuff can you share? I don't want to ask too many, but I just no. I'll, I'll tell you if I'm not going to answer like like in terms of the amount yeah. of profit that Max Lober gets. Mm -hmm. Like, what percentage of your profit do you put back into your business? Can you talk about that or no? Uh, yeah, I don't mind up until. Up until last year, a hundred percent of it. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Up until twenty eighteen. Up until the beginning of twenty nineteen, I oh, reinvested a hundred percent of the money that I made, despite the uh, besides the money that it took for me to live. Like I, pay rent, groceries, car yeah, debt. Yeah. After that, any leftover money you had, you're like, nope, going back to high def. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So is so. So then that's technically, I mean, if you count, if you count, which I do, because that's when all these thoughts and, and, and vision started, uh, it's six years ago when my mom opened up high definition hair salon, if right. you in include that, it was all leading up to 
to when me and Kevin met and opened up the first barbershop mm-hmm. in 2017. Right, right, right. I I wonder. So when will you get to that point where you? Do you think you'll ever get to a point where you increase the percentage that you keep? Yeah, like I said, that was until 2018. Mm-hmm. I increased it after that. Okay. And that's just because I need I need uh, capital for for myself and and the other goal that I have in starting a family. You know, like right. I said, like there's two reasons: it's resources so that I can impact the world, and that's within the businesses and art of being a gentleman and things like that. Um, and the other one is having a security net for my family. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, I started building that, and that made my percentage higher, as anybody's, you know, would. Right. Some people just spend it on cars and clothes and jewelry. I am saving for the kids right. that aren't born yet. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, no, dude, better to prepare now than later. Yeah. Um, how many kids do you want? Two. Do you know when that'll be? I think in the next couple of years. Next couple of years? Mm-hmm. What do you mean next couple? Five, ten, two, uh, three? Like, yeah, two or three. Two or three, you're going to have kids? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Really? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Why do you want kids I like that? Right Why? You know, God willing and everything goes well in two years. Yeah. Dude, we are in such different places. I can't even. That's crazy. Maybe it's just our perspectives. I think we're closer to in the same place than you would think. Uh-huh. I just might, might have a different perspective on parenthood than you. Well, what is your perspective on parenthood? Uh, that you don't need to be set completely like everything's all set up to be a father like mm. i i want to see i want my kids to see my journey you know i want them to be here while i'm still climbing because i think the journey is the best time of my life right and i want them to be a part of that ah, that's a good point no i i i agree with you too and, and don't get me wrong you need a nest egg to support children and i will not have kids until i have enough money to where i know they're good and they're going to go to college and and if they want happens i I have money for it and like i said i'm saving for that i've been saving for that for two years so i'm not there now but in a couple years hopefully i have enough right right, yeah yeah i think uh my 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 whole like thing with like love relationships and children has changed pretty dramatically in the past couple months right and so been through some things yeah i've been through stuff so like right now going for like i I was, again, telling my cousin yesterday, like, I feel like I just had a rebirth. Mm-hmm. I literally feel like I just had a child, I, and it's me. I know the feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I just, like, when you have kids, like, this is what people have told me. When they have kids, yeah. nothing else matters but the child. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's like they lose out on all the social time. Like, it's just like it doesn't even matter to them. They're just like, this is what I want to do. I have to take care of my kid. That is literally how I feel about myself. With children? You're About saying? me. Oh. I am my, like, I feel like I am my own child That's right amazing. Now. That's perfect. Like, I don't feel like anything is as important as me. That's perfect. That's where you need to be. Yeah. 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 And I, but with that comes this whole idea of like, cause now I'm going to get into some habits. Cause now, cause then it's like, well, with a kid, mm-hmm. like you don't want to change their poo poo diaper, right. but you have to. Right. For me, I don't always want to pick up a book and read 10 pages. But you have to. Yeah, yeah, but I do. I don't want to keep drinking a gallon of water and constantly having to go to the bathroom. It's annoying. But <laughs> I do it because I know it's going to help me with my health. Um, I don't want to work out twice a day. Mm-hmm. Once is enough, but I do twice because I know... You're working out twice a day? Well, I do a walk for an hour. That's dope. It turns into a, a hike. 
That's but so I go to the you. gym and then I do a hike. It has to be outdoors. Good for you. So man. yeah, I'll do that or I'll play basketball with Max. Yeah. Um, dude, we were there for like two hours last week, right? Yeah, that was a grind. That was yeah. good. Body was sore next day. Yeah, mine too. Um, yeah, but so like things like that. It's just uh-huh. like taking care of a kid. But then the things I do that I enjoy, yeah, hanging out with my buddies or maybe playing chess or watching Netflix. Can you I play ju- chess? No, can I just say but, something right there? Yeah, please. So that's what I cut out of my life. That's why I know all that time for, for kids. The joy. I have family, I have business, and friends that have become family or like come visit the business. I don't spend any time for personal joy, really. It, well, what about basketball though? We just played basketball, didn't we? Well, that's that's a part of both business and family. I have to be healthy for my family and for my business. Gotcha. And that's, uh, to me, I justify it. Like, I mean, it's a workout. Right. Yeah. Well, it's super, it was. But that was, you were literally one of the first friends that I had seen in months outside of cutting hair. Right. That was like the first time in like since fucking, I don't know, October. Right. Like, I don't, yeah. Yeah. So I have time. I don't think human beings realize how much time they have, A, long run and short run. You have 24 hours in a day and like, we're young as fuck. Yeah, we are. If you don't get your shit to blow up until you're 37, 38, 39, that's okay. You know, I agree with you, dude. I, yeah, again, like if immediately when somebody says they don't have time, mm-hmm. you're out. Yeah, you're out. I don't talk to you. That's okay. That's that's that example of someone who cannot be helped. Right. I can't help you if you don't think you have time. We have plenty of time for yeah. whatever you want. I just know, like the kid thing. I just know that I want kids, and I know. Trust me, I'm very, very aware of the things that parents say that they they, they don't have time and and things like that, and it's like. It's going to be tough. It's going to be the most challenging thing that I'll probably ever have to deal with, balancing raising children and running businesses and, like, not giving up on that and just caving into just, like, protecting uh, my family and worrying about that only. But I've been lucky enough to find what I believe to be a really, really strong woman, and I think she's going to be amazing. Like, she is amazing right now, Mm -hmm. and I think she's going to be a great mother and really, really support everything because she's already been doing that you know that she's kind of the unsung hero of high definition like i would not i swear would literally not be here if it wasn't for her who is this person uh shawnee my girlfriend i've never met her never met you she's amazing i need to meet her she's great so how long have you guys been together uh about to be three years oh wow that's sick you guys live together we don't why not we live uh now we're getting into relationship stuff which I, which I don't mind but I have a very interesting mentality about relationships. I just think that they need to be very very independent. Uh she does her own thing, I do my own thing. Like we live side by side and we cross paths when we have to, but we yeah. don't spend every waking minute every day like I don't do the whole like every New Year's Eve, every Valentine's Day like We'll do some shit, and it's going to be great, but we're going to be married and live the rest of our lives together. We don't need to do it every time. I just don't have the time to, like, go on dates every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Like, right. I think that will kill any businessman's journey. Like, yeah. You, I, she knew that going into it, and I knew that about her. She's still in school. She's going through college. She wants to be a scientist, and, like, she's busy as hell, too. Right. I like that. I like that. Sometimes I call her and I say, babe, want to hang out? And she's like, no, I'm too busy. I'm like, great. Good to hear. Yeah. I'm glad you're busy. That's dope. Yeah. It makes you kind of want her more anyway. Exactly. Totally. I, I want, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's actually an interesting point of view. I mean, we have, 
way different lifestyles than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have the nine to five. Yeah, it's very different. We have like, different. maybe it's like nine to 10, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. kind of a thing. Or we just, yeah, it's, it, it, and we need a partner to understand that. Yeah, and I, you I'm know? lucky enough to find one that fully grasps my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She helped create it. I When I, before I met her, I didn't own any of the shops, and that's what makes me feel, you know, super confident in us is that when I met her, my life got incremental, like, got, like, astoundingly better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's always a good sign. Yeah. Like, what happens when you're in the relationship? You know, do you stop? Do you keep going? Does your life get better? Does it get worse? Right. I think that matters. That's big time. That's big time, yeah. Um... Man, very cool. Man, I want to kind of wrap things up here. Mm-hmm. Can you get give us one, like, what's, like, one last word that you want to leave people with? Think about the audience as people who've never heard from a guy who owns his own business or a barber who, who's done this. What can, what can you leave people with? Um, set, set the bar high, you know? I think that one of the biggest things is there aren't enough dreamers. I don't, I don't come across that many people that have aspirations that are like really, really big, you know, like I don't, I don't meet that many people that, that are shooting for the moon, mm. you know, I just mm-hmm. don't. And I think it's one thing to say it and it's another thing to do it, but you have to start by saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. and I don't meet enough people that even say it. Like I want to meet some people that are like, Oh, I'm working on this. I'm working on that. Or I want to be this. Um, I hear more people that say, yeah, I want a BMW or I want to buy a house. <laughs> right. It doesn't excite me. Right. You know? Right. Yep. Man, that's excellent. Man, Max, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks I appreciate you coming me. on. Guys, if you got any value out of this podcast, do me a humongous favor and subscribe. Leave a review on the iTunes store. Um, leave a comment there as well and share this with a friend because I'm really trying to grow this movement to have people that I've never met before actually listen to the podcast. I've been blessed enough to where my music is starting to get to that point and I really want this podcast to get to that point and it's going to start with you spreading the message um, and starting with people in your own life Talk to them about some of the topics that I've, you know, uh, that I've brought into the podcast. That's what this is about, having a big talk with somebody in your life. So I appreciate you guys so much. I'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks. Pulling out the brakes. We ain't numbers for my grandma's sake. Pick it up, I do the most. 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 Family only, keep it close. This is the life I always chose. Hungry even when I blow. Pick it up, I do the most.